0: Because nobody know about us like he does. Amen. God is just so good. He's so awesome. He is worthy. Hallelujah. How many love on him this morning? How many appreciate him this morning? How many know that nobody could ever do you like he can? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but each and every day I'm learning that if it was not for God on my side, I don't know where I would be. What about you? God is just so good, y'all. He is just so awesome. And I praise him this morning for what he has done in my life. I don't know about you, but he's done a great work in me. And when you know that he's done a great work in you every day, you should be glorifying him. You should be praising him. You should be thanking him. You should be exalting him because without him, y'all, we're nothing. And until we realize that, we're not able to receive what God will have us to receive. Amen. God is just so, so awesome. God, we just honor you. We glorify you on this morning. We lift you up, God, because you are God. And above you, God, there is no other God. So we thank you for giving us another opportunity, another chance, God, to bless your name on today. God, you deserve all the glory. You deserve all the honor. You deserve all the praise. And God, as I go forth today, God, I thank you, God, for giving me what to give your people, God, because you know what they need on this day. So, Father, I thank you that it's not by might nor by power, but it is by your spirit, God, on this day, in Jesus' name. And I thank you for my helper, my teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. And I thank you, God, that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me, in Jesus' name. Before we go into the word, I want to do something. Jude, I need for you to go back up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And what we're going to do, Mitch, I need for you to do be exalted. Hallelujah. Glory God. I'm reversing what should have been. Hallelujah. We're not going to give the enemy any room to do what he want to do. Amen. We want to do it the way that God wanted to be done. Hallelujah. God, we give you glory. glory
1: God hallelujah come on and exalt our God hallelujah glory God we come into this house to give you Pray. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Enter His courts with praise. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Enter His courts Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Enter His courts. Enter his courts oh. with prayer. Enter. Enter. Enter his, his gates with thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Enter his courts oh. with prayer. Enter. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts oh. with prayer. Enter. Enter, Enter his gates with. with Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Yeah. God does. And we want to follow what God wants. Amen. So we have to put things back into alignment the way God want them to be. And sometimes the enemy want to take things out of alignment, but he don't get glory. God gets all the glory, hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to St. John, the first chapter. Hallelujah. We're going to stay here until God say move. How about that? Hallelujah. Because I believe God knows what he's doing. Hallelujah. And he just want us to catch hold. Tell you enough, you say catch hold, catch hold. to what God is doing. Say, not what you're doing, but what God is doing. Catch hold. Catch hold. hold. And say, people will know when you have caught hold to what God is doing. Hallelujah. St. John, the first chapter, the word of God reads, In the beginning was the word, and and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Let's start again. You may be seated. We want to see the word of God for what it is. Seeing the word of God for what it is. And we're going to keep going over this and over this and over this until we can comprehend, until we can understand, until illumination and light come. Until revelation come through this word. And I'm going to tell you, it takes time. But when you grab hold to it and the word grabs hold to you, you will experience the life of God like you have never, ever experienced it before. So we see in the beginning was the word. We know that Jesus is the word. He was in the beginning with God. He was there before anything was made. Without him, nothing Could have been made. And that's what we need to understand. Everything was made by the word of God. So why do we think, Miracle Temple, we don't need the word? Why do we think we don't need the word when it took the word to create everything? Without him, nothing was made. Thrones, dominions, principalities, all of this was made by the word of God. So we need to quit trying to think we can do it ourselves. It takes the word, y'all. It takes the word. And the enemy knows this. This is why he do not want you to get into the word. This is why he brings so much distractions. This is why he put a lot of stuff before you and we grab it and it looks good. But everything that looks good ain't good. If it does not come into alignment with what God is saying, then we begin to reject it. But how can you reject something that you don't know? When you know the truth, that's when you're free. Knowing the truth is what make you free, but you got to continue in the truth to be free. You got to abide. You got to live there because God's word is not going to change. Everything in your life will change. But this word will never ever change. People will change on you. They will act different with you. They will tell you something that they mean to do, but they don't do it. But this word will never ever change. He said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. I remain the same. So why do we not want to grab hold To the word of God that never changes. Because our mind is not set. On things above. When your mind is set on things above. You keep it set. That means you don't let nothing come in. And take your mind away from what you believe. And when it do come in. The Holy Spirit will let you know it's coming. He does not let anything, I assure you, sneak up on you. This is why I people don't like me. People don't like me because I just don't grab everything because you say you love me. Hallelujah, somebody. So you got to know what's behind that I love you. You got to know who's speaking. You can't grab everything that's out there because it looked good. And when you begin to shut people down because of the word, they get mad at you because they think they know the more you in the word, the more you grow by the word. And if you're not in the word, you're not going to be able to understand spiritual things. You're going to keep walking carnally. So people that are speaking spiritually to you, you think they're carnal. But you're in the flesh because carnally minded people that brings death. But spiritually minded people bring life. Why do you think people come after you when you're truly in the word of God? You're living the word, not just speaking it. But you're living what you know. And when you live what you know, your enemies would be in your household. Hallelujah, somebody. Your enemies would be right in your house. We'll be amongst you because when you grab hold to light, darkness do not want to be a part of that light. See, darkness cannot comprehend that light. Darkness cannot overthrow that light. So the more light you bring in your house, it's going to reveal some darkness that come out of somebody in your house. And the enemy going to make you feel like you're the enemy. Because of the word. Because the word brings light. Hmm. Look at your neighbor. Say, have you received some light lately? Say, if you haven't, you ain't been where you need to be. Come on, ask them again. Say, have you received some light lately? Say, if you haven't, you ain't been where you need to be. Y'all, I don't know about you, but when you receive that light, it shakes you loose. It shakes you loose from some darkness. Some sudden things begin to happen amongst you and around you. And you know that you have come in that that light can't comprehend that darkness, that light overtakes that darkness. So the enemy want to use everything he can. And everybody he can to take you away from the word of God. Come on. He'll use loved ones to pull you out of truth. That's why you can't tie up with any and everybody. Just because they look good and smell good and built good. Everything that look good, smell good, built good in God. Hello, somebody. Because if they take you Out of this light, out of this word, then you're going to know where they're from and who they represent. Someone that truly loves you is not going to take away from you what gives you what you need. One thing I can say about my husband, he don't take me away from the word, but I don't allow this word To just take me away from my husband. Because I know the place I have with this man. But when I'm in my word. He don't try to make me feel guilty. He don't try to make me feel wrong. Because he knows that it's life in this word. And he's probably praying Lord let her stay there. Because when she come out she'll be a better wife. See men you should be encouraging your women. Your wives get into the word. Take the time. I'll do the dishes. You got up kind of late, so let me handle the dishes. Just, oh, This is what you do. You take the Bible, you put it on the table, and you put a favorite drink, not wine, not liquor, not all that, but some coffee, some tea, whatever she like, and pour it with the Bible sitting by it and say, Baby, take a seat. I'll do what need to be done. I see you got up a little late. Go ahead and start your day off right, baby. Sometimes we need a little help. And even without men, we need to help them a little bit and say, I know what you need, baby. You don't need another part for the car or the lawnmower or whatever you need. I got something for you today. we can give one another. Because on Valentine's Day, which is a pagan holiday, by the way, everybody trying to give a rose on Valentine's my husband don't not bring me no rose. Matter of fact, he don't have to bring me no rose on their day, not even my birthday. Because the little gestures that he does mean more to me than a rose could ever be. But see, we got to understand that the best thing that we can give one another is this life. The life through the word and living this word the way it need to be. See, I got so content with this word, I even miss what's supposed to be for me. I don't look for it from him no more. I look to him. And if he know what I need, he already know what I need. Look at your neighbor say, you getting this? Say, are you truly getting this? this?" See, after three weeks, you should be gotten something. A little something-something now. This Word should have done something within these three weeks to let you know that you need the Word. You need life from the Word. Everything was created by the Word. So we need to be dependent more on this Word. And the more I get into the Word and the more I spend time with God, God began to open it up and He began to reveal more. So the other day when I was praying, and I always pray, I pray for the president. I pray for those that are in authority. Let me tell you something. The Bible tells you to pray for those that are in authority. That's what he says. We're supposed to do this so we can lead in quiet and peaceful life. That's our job. And if you in the word of God, no matter what the White House is doing, you pray for your president. You don't call him Trump. You call him President Trump because he is the president. You recognize authority. God ordained authority. We have the right to choose, but God ordained it. So everything that God is telling us to do, that's what we do. We do not go outside of this word based on what somebody say or how we feel. We line up with what the word says. That's why Jesus said, forgive them. For they know not what they say. They know not what they do. Even when Stephen was stoned. Stephen was stoned because he went from Genesis on up to the time of Jesus. And he began to tell them about the word of life. And as he began to tell them, them people got madder and madder and madder. And they began to stone Stephen. But in the midst of his stoning, he didn't see them. He saw a light. He looked up in heaven and he saw Jesus, the word on the right side of the father. And he said, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Then he died. But we don't even follow that in the Bible when it says forgive. Forgive. Did anybody know what that means? Forgive those that have hurt you. He said if we cannot forgive them, then we haven't received the forgiveness that he has given. If I can't forgive someone that has hurt me, then I have truly not forgiven, accepted his forgiveness for me. Come on, y'all better understand this Bible. You can't tell me you hate me and cannot forgive me and you're born again. Ain't no way you can have the Spirit of God in you and hate me or hate somebody else and have unforgiveness in your heart and you still saying something about Jesus. That's not Jesus. And I know you ain't cross-eyed and just looked over that verse. Because it's in the Word. And if you're in the word, you're supposed to be forgiving. No matter how much people hurt you. Yes, you're human. Yes, you're going to cry out. Yes, you're going to say, you know what, I don't like what they did. God don't like what we did, but God forgave us. For past, present, and future sins. That's why he said, pray for those. Who what? Despitefully. Bless those who curse you. Love, y'all, this is the word. We don't like what people do. We don't like how they do it. But we pray for them. Because we don't want nobody to go to hell. And we begin to speak truth in love, not speak truth in offense, because it don't work. The Bible says, speak, I'm talking about the word. The Bible says, speak truth in love, not offense. Speak truth in love and not hate. Speak truth in love and not jealousy. Speak truth in love and not being angry. Sometimes we speak the truth, but we still angry. Now, you can have a spiritual anger, but we don't want to have an anger that comes from hell and don't come from heaven. So that's why you need time in the word to dig up what you have planted. Because there are seeds that we planted that's not the word of God. And when they get full grown, that's the fruit that we're producing out of our mouth. Don't say you didn't mean to say it. You meant to say it because you planted the seed. And that seed was corrupt. The word of God is incorruptible. It's not corrupt. The word of God that come out of our mouth is supposed to be life and not death. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those that love it shall eat what? The fruit thereof. So are you eating fruit of life or are you eating fruit of death? Come on, you. we have to think before we speak. How is this going to affect their lives if I speak this? Because anything that you speak, people carry it for years. They still talk to you. They still go out with you, but deep on the inside, they're still thinking about what you said and you know what you said and you meant what you said. Hey, babe. That's how we play them cards. But deep down on the inside, I can't stand you. I don't even want you around me. You think you better than everybody else. But then you're just talking what you think they want to hear. But a spiritual person is saying, Lord. I know that's not them. I'm not fighting against flesh and blood. I bind that spirit of jealousy that's coming out against me through them. I curse it right now at the root in Jesus' name. And you're doing that from the heart of God. You're not doing it just to do it, to say you've done it, but you're doing it because the word of God says this is what you should do because you are a child of the king. Y'all, the word will put you in your place. And if you ain't got in your place yet, that word ain't got deep enough. Because when that word get deep enough, you will quit pointing fingers at everybody else. And you will look back at you and say, maybe I ain't done what they done, but I done something. That's how it comes back at you. Maybe I didn't curse somebody out, but I lied. See, none of us could save ourselves. None of us in this room could save ourselves. It took Jesus who was sinless, who died for us so we could live a life, an abundant life through him. We can't even do it ourselves. It's because of Jesus we're here. It ain't no good that we done because all of our goodness, all of our righteousness, mm-mm, is filthy. There is no one that's good. There's no one that understands. The only one that's good is God. You may act good. That's what I said, act. But when you grab hold to his goodness, his mercy, his love and kindness, it ain't no more act no more. It just becomes so much a part of you. It's so unreal. The people, they're saying, what's wrong with you? Don't you see what they've done? Don't you see how they talk to you? What's wrong with you? Jesus. Come on, I latch hold to him. And when I latch hold to him, I know it's not them coming at me. It's the enemy using them. He need a body, yo. He needs somebody that he can speak through. Are you that somebody? Just because they did you wrong, that don't give you a right to get them back. Because that's not how God would do it. Because if God got all of us back, oh, have mercy. And yes, you did. If he got all of us back for what we done just this morning, I don't think it'll be a soul in this building today. Mm-mm. It ain't no goody two shoes nowhere in this building except Jesus. But once you set your heart the way it needs to be set for him, oh, they're going to see the goodness of him, not the goodness of you. Because none of us would make it. This is why it is so important to get into the word. And the more time I spend in the word and the more time I spend in prayer, y'all, I see over stupid stuff that they're fighting over and we joining in with them and it's not even lining up with the word. Can I say this today? Y'all is sad. God didn't create us to be Republicans nor Democrats. He created us in his image, in his likeness. We picked up that stuff through the years. You need to go back to where that stuff come from. And when you recognize who you are in him, you will be given the word of God in the word of life. You ain't slaves no more. You ain't in bondage no more. Because Jesus brought you out of that. See, people were marching for their freedom when you know you already free. Whom the sun sets free. is free indeed. Ain't no president going But he, she, or whoever do, it don't change who I am in him. This mess is changing church folks. Cause when we know what the word is, we go according to the word. Cause everybody that take a seat, they're gonna tell you one thing, they're gonna get in the seat, they're gonna do another thing. Cause they are man. Man change. All this manipulation. God told me this in prayer. He said deception is rapid. He says everywhere. It's all on the TV. Soon as they tell you they can get you this. More Medicare. More Medicaid. More food stamp, More this. More that. Why wouldn't they get it before they were president trying to be? Come on somebody. You want to get it now because you're going in the seat. What was happening when you wasn't in the seat? Y'all better think before you were at. He said deception is running rapid and it's all around you. And church folks don't even see it. You done missed it because you ain't in the truth. You're not in the word of God. See, you got to see, understand this. Adam and Eve were in paradise. God created it the way he wanted it to be. He said, let there be, and there was. He had to call it forth. He spoke those things that be not as though they were. He told Adam how, you know, he wanted things to be, and Adam had to follow the way God wanted it to be, right? Adam got a wife. The uh, Satan used the serpent. That was God's creation because Satan didn't create the serpent. Satan was Lucifer before he was Satan. God created Lucifer. But then he began to rebel on God. Do y'all understand what rebellion is? Rebellion is when God tells you to do something. And you do opposite of what God told you to do. That's rebellion. That's being disobedient. So look at how Adam and Eve, I can say this, they stuck together. though, as husband and wife, didn't they? Even their little, little disobedience, Eve gave Adam some of that fruit. And Adam said, oh, thank you, baby. If I don't accept, it ain't going to be no peace in paradise. So I'm going to go ahead and accept this piece of fruit so both of us can get along, so we can be united, so we can be in sin together. Baby, you don't have to be by yourself. You don't have to go to hell by yourself. I'm going to go with you. So they ate it. But guess what? Satan was there, and guess how he got him to eat it? Through deception. See, that serpent looked good because God created that serpent. They trusted that serpent. You got serpents running for the office. And you don't see them because they're talking what you believe. But when you go behind that, through the word of God, you know that ain't God. He gives you discerning of spirits. He lets you know what's of God and what ain't of God. He'll say, uh-uh. That one, God won't let nobody fool you. How do I know? There was a person I knew prophesying, hitting stuff, just hitting it, just hitting it. Oh, I was excited. I'm like, wow, they don't miss nothing. And I know Jennifer remember this. I said, they don't miss nothing. So we're excited, everybody clapping hands because they was getting something. How about this? God gave me a dream and showed me two of that person. He let me know that person ain't right. See, God will let you know. God loved me so much. He showed me in a dream, they're not right. So I said, okay, God, you got you got to come on a little bit more. So let me tell you how we found that they weren't right. God brought a prophet in the house. Prophet come in the house. First thing the prophet said, there ain't no word up in here. See, God was revealing. God showed me, but God was revealing. Next thing I know, the person wasn't there no more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Come on, y'all better use the Bible. Quit going on opinions. Quit debating over stuff in between yourself. If it don't line up with the word, hush. Church folks coming against each other. God loves black, he loves white, he loved Democrat, he loved Republican, he loved purple, he loved blue, he loved everything because he created it. It's just the way that man have taken it. Man got in there and they started doing stuff opposite to the way that God wanted done. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, he said, then I shall heal the land. Anybody read that? Because as I recall, Daniel, he got carried away in Babylon. Daniel got carried away. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got carried away. But God had a plan. He said, even though you're in exile, even though you're up under a king that don't know me, God said, I'm going to take that very king and I'm going to do what I need to do through that king. I don't care who in office, Well, let me tell you why I'm saying this. Because whoever's in office that don't supposed to be in office, God will do them just like he done Nebuchadnezzar. Y'all better go in the word of God and see these kings. The people wanted Saul. God knew that Saul wasn't the one that's supposed to be king. God knew it was David that's supposed to be king. But God said, just because the people want Saul, I'm going to put Saul in that place. But this is what's going to, he ain't going to put nobody in place without telling you what's going to happen through the one he putting in place. Read your word. Amen. Amen. He told them what was going to happen. So messed up. But God had a plan. Some people don't like what I'm teaching and preaching, but it's okay. Because I'm bringing you truth. And when you bring truth to somebody, the flesh rip. The flesh want to come at you. But when you understand the word and understand what the words say, you ain't worrying about flesh and blood because you know who you fighting against. And God has given you the authority. He's given you the right to come against what's coming against you. So I bind every demonic force that's coming against me behind this pulpit in Jesus' name. Because no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Why? Because I fear the Lord. He got his angels encamped round about me. That's what the word says. We need to tell truth. The truth is the only thing that's going to set you free. It's the truth. We spending too much time listening to other folks. They taking what they believe and they're getting you to believe it and you have not lined it up. The word. The good fight of faith through the word of God is what helps us and is what helps the White House. The way you can help the White House is speaking truth according to the word. The way you can help the White House is speaking over your president. When your president is saying stuff that is off the wall, speak over him. Because guess what? I'm going into my teaching now. Oh, God had to change all that up because that's not where I was going. Somebody needed to hear that today. But I'm going here. This is what God is saying. Everything was created by him. Nothing would have been created if the word had not created it. Y'all, please hold on to that. Nothing would have been created it if the word had not created it. He's upholding all things by the word of his power. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The worlds were put together. They were made by the word of God. And it takes faith to believe that. And God has given all of us the same measure of faith to believe that God spoke the world into existence by speaking, let there be and there was. We had to have the faith of God to believe that. You can't even believe that without having the faith of God. And God gave all of us that are born again the same faith that he has. We have faith to move mountains. We have all of these things, but what we're doing, we're rejecting what we have. So the Lord, he took me right back in and he was telling me about Egypt, y'all. As I was sitting there. The uh reading God said, go back into Egypt. He said, when they were in Egypt, he said, I told them you go into Egypt. <laughs> oh my goodness. Look okay, at God. God don't leave you uninformed. God tells you what's going to happen in your life. God already know it's already written. Y'all. So why are we trying to live our lives outside of what's already written? It's already written. God has already wrote your life. He know your beginning. He know your end. So why are we trying to do things to stay? If God say, I want you to go. God already know. So when he took me back into Egypt, he said, my people cried out to me. And I believe it's people in this room that's still crying out to God. You have situations in your life and you crying out to God and you saying, God, you got to help me. But what we need to be saying is, God, give me the strength to endure what I'm going through. God, give me the strength. Give me the know-how. Give me the wisdom. God, because I'm going through right now. But you got to show me how to get through it. And I know it's in this word. So, God, I'm taking me out of it. It's not about me. It's all about your word. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. So I need to get to know the one, y'all, who lives in me. I need to know the one who's living and dwelling on the inside of me so I can get through the storm that I'm going through in my life. So I can get through these things that are coming in and torment me. God, they're coming at me for a reason. So there's something that I'm doing right that the devil don't want me to do. by myself. So when those people were crying out for real, have you ever cried out for real? Come on, have anybody? I ain't talking about just snotting for a little bit and getting up. I'm talking about crying from the deep, from inward. There's a deep cry within that God know when you're truly crying. And God know when you're truly just doing something to get something. But God know those that are truly crying out for him. When they begin to cry out, when they were amongst those Egyptians, God said, I heard the cries of my people. And he said, I'm coming down. Who? I'm coming down to save them. And God used Moses as the deliverer to bring his people out. But guess what, y'all? I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes you're in a place that God lets you stay for a while. Because your heart ain't got quite right. I'm going to help somebody out today. Sometimes you're still in Egypt because God knows you ain't ready to leave yet. God knows everything ain't set the way it needs to be set for you to leave Egypt yet. So God got to deal with you and see how God dealt with them over there in Egypt. He sent Moses. He sent Moses a helper, which was Aaron. When they went in to talk to Pharaoh, even with the elders, that enemy got so mad, he was making it hard on them. I don't know about you, but when you truly cry out to God, truly cry out with your whole heart, the enemy is listening. The enemy, know, oh, 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 they're trying to come out. They're trying to come out. Come on, we got to turn it up a little bit. We got to turn it up a little bit. They're praying too much now. They're opening the word too much now. Come on, they're trying to get before God too much now. So we got to do something else to pull them away from this life that's coming at them. So what did they do? They made their task harder. They wouldn't give them what they need to make the mortar. They wouldn't give them what they needed to make their quota. They knew it was going to be hard for them. But I'm going to tell you something. Even in your darkest hour, God is still in the midst of you. Even when you're going through and nobody never show up, God said, I'll never leave you. Nor shall I forsake you. You're not going to die in this place because I'm about life. So God, y'all know what he did. They end up beating the ones that was over them. But God did bring them out. But guess what happened? God said, I got to show my mighty hand over here in Egypt to let them know that I'm God. He said, but Pharaoh's heart is still going to be hardened. You know why Pharaoh? Pharaoh's heart was already hardened. But the more that God came in there and do, the harder it got. And this is what's happening with the world. What the world is doing, God is giving them chance after chance after chance after chance. And their hearts are getting more hardened, more hardened, more hardened. But then God said, you know what? I done done all these things. The musicians done came in and you think those musicians are just like me? God said, I'm going to show you something. So God said, every firstborn that's in the land, they're going to die. But guess what God told his people? He said, in order for you to be saved, y'all better catch this. See, the world rejected him. His very own, the Jews, would not accept him when he came. So guess what God did? God said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get a lamb for each house. He said, I want you to take that lamb. I want you to roast that lamb. I want you to eat of that lamb. But I want you to take the blood of that lamb and put it on the doorpost. And as you do these things, don't leave nothing left over dealing with that lamb. Because that lamb is your life. Oh, the word is your life. Y'all got to hear what I said. Don't leave nothing left over. He said, I put the blood on the doorpost. He said, and when you put the blood on the doorpost, he said, the destroyer have to pass you by. Death is going to pass you by. Because you've been eating from, oh, y'all don't hear me. You've been eating from life. You've been eating from the word. You took part of me. So by you taking part of me, you're going to be saved. See, the world is still rejecting him. Time after time after time. God spoke. They rejected. But God said, when I see the blood, death going to pass you by. And it did. And guess what? The enemy had to let him go. Y'all better hear me today. The enemy, because of the blood, because of the word, because of the testimony, the enemy had. Do you know why he's still holding on to you? Because you don't know what you got. You know why you're in the same situation? Because you don't know about the word, the name, and the blood. Cause when you know what you got, I believe you'll be like I think it was Smith Wigglesworth or John Lake. The devil kept messing with them. They woke up one morning and they go to the devil. He said, "Oh, it's you," and went back to sleep. We got some issues in the house of God, y'all. So when God began to show me that, He said, "You can give Him the word. You can give it to Him, but you can't make Him take it." They got to receive it for themselves. He said, if you give them opportunity after opportunity, you got to let them go. I have let a lot of people go. Why? Because when the word is speaking to you and you disrespecting the word that's coming from me, you ain't disrespecting me. You disrespecting God. Because I'm giving God, I'm giving you what God is saying through me. And by you coming at me, you coming at him. God send me a word and if God say, stop, don't do that. That ain't me. That's God using me as his vessel to tell you, don't do that. This is why we get in trouble. This is why we're going through some things because God said don't and you did. We have to give up what we want and we have to grab hold to what he has for us what he's already done. So as God took me through that, God was telling me this. He said, y'all know about the the virus that's over there in China. And God began to, as I was praying for the people over there in China and just praying for the whole world. See, sometimes we forget. Y'all don't understand. God said the epidemic is right around you now. You just ain't heard about it. He said, but one thing I want you to remember. He said, I took every epidemic to the cross with me. So no matter what they name it, he said, you don't have to accept it because it fell on me. Y'all see, God said it fell on me. He said, I took what they know about now that was already yet to come. He said, that's why my word says Jesus took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. God said, you living around epidemics and don't know it. He said, that's why you got to dwell in the secret place of the most high. You got to abide up under the shadows of the almighty. You got to say unto the Lord, you're my refuge. You're my strength. You're my rock. You're my fortress. You're my sure defense. And in you, my God, I will trust. Yo, we got some issues. Because when God began to say that to me, he said, I don't care what they called it. <laughs> he said, I took it. He said, I took it. See, there are names out there that you don't even know nothing about yet. Y'all got warned, I don't know how long ago, saying something is coming. And you need the word. You need the word more than you need anything. You got to get into that word like you have never gotten into it before. Come on, you can go to a doctor. You can take your physical. They can say everything look good, but that's what they say. Then all of a sudden something pop up and you go to the doctor and they say nothing I can do. What you going to do? What you going to do? Man is limited. But God, there ain't no limit to God. There's no limit to the power of God. No limit. So this is why God is right here, right now with you guys. Telling you about his word. Telling you that we have to know what his word is. When we don't know what the word is, we just throw it aside like a book. We don't pick up what's written. Do y'all remember over there in China? A long time ago, they couldn't even have the word over there. I bet you somebody's taking it now. Come on, the word coming in now. Because it's going to be like Egypt. They're going to start calling on a God they never believed in. 'Cause nothing is helping them. Even the ones that they think is so smart dying in the midst of them. So your PhDs, your DDDs, or whatever you call them, can't help you. The only thing that can help you is the Word of God. I don't care how many doctorates you got. I don't care how long you line them up. If you don't put this in front of that, it don't matter. It's good to have an education, but if the education is before God, it's nothing. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, We're trying to get our children well-educated. Start here. That's right. it's word. Amen. Start here. Let me tell y'all something. I'm going to tell you, you know, when you're teaching your children right, even the little simple things matter. When you're in college... And you're going through and you got so many classes and they expect so much out of you. Let me tell y'all something. They they start you working before you work. Because even with what my daughter is going through now, my sister was telling me, my older sister, she's been in nursing for 28 years. And in nursing for 28 years, she see things and now she's teaching the other nurses. And um, in college, she says she's getting ready now. This is her third year. She says it's going to be tougher than it ever was before. And in my mind, I'm saying, "How tough can it get? The way this child study." But as my daughter entered that third year, twelve hours on Tuesdays, well, a break on Wednesday, hours on Friday. All of this, and she was telling me, she said, "Mom, I got all of this to do, and I don't even know where it's going to fit in to do because all of this studying has to be done." I said, "Hold it right there." I said, you're thinking about it too much. I said, take it and give it to him. I said, the Holy Spirit already know, baby. I said, I want you to roll it all over to him. you thinking too much and it seems like a lot. But when you put God in it, baby, you're going to get through everything you have to do. Didn't say nothing else. When I called her, she said, I got it all done. I said, look at Jesus. Then she called me one day and she said, We're not having um, classes. She said, hey, give me time to do this. But I said, didn't we talk the other day and say, class is going to be canceled? She said, yes. But then she called us back with a praise report. She called me and her dad. She said, guess what? She said, I don't have to do this assignment. God is good, isn't he? Who thank God? We have to put God. Before everything, before anything, we have to let them know when you put him before your work, God know what you're capable of doing. He know what you need to do and he know what you don't need to do. And when they had the snow up there, I'm telling you just how good God is. I say, baby, they're going to cancel that class. You're not going to go to that class this long because the class supposed to be in from one thirty to seven thirty. I said, uh-uh, you're not going to be there that long. She go, and she text me. She said, they told us we have to be out of here at 4. She said, but we're going to stay to 7 because we don't want to make up those hours. I looked up and say, they want to stay to 7. But what do you say, Father? If you say they're not going to stay to 7, they're not going to stay to 7. She text me back. She said, they told us we have to get out of here at 4. Hallelujah. See, that's what they wanted to do. But that was... Y'all, I can't do it. I'm being honest. I can't do it without this word. If y'all only knew... See, some people think that me and that man, they'll just sit home and do nothing. This is my nothing right here. And I don't think this is nothing. We're on the move 24-7. Because see... I don't want to just give you anything to say I gave you something. I want to hear what God has to say for you so you will get the right medicine you need. Because his word is medicine. And in between getting this word, y'all, things pop up. It's things that have to be done that some of y'all at work, you can't get done, but it has to be done. See, life goes on. So we have to make sure that things are in alignment the way God want them to be. If the church is out of order, God's going to speak to me about what's out of order, and I have to make sure it get back into alignment. I don't take it for granted. God, you chose me for this. You told me to come off the job for this. You think I'm going to let people dictate to me what I need to be doing for you, and you call me for this? Come on, I hear people talking even when you ain't in my house. The devil is a lie. Because of this word, I live. Because of this word, I live, y'all. And because of this word, I die daily. I have to. see, This is how I love the word of God so much. I thank God for vacations. But this is first. Because if I can't take this wherever I go, it ain't no vacation. Because my mind's still going to be tore up when I get back off vacation. You can't live on vacation 24-7. But you can live off of this forever. It's good to take a break, but make sure that break is about him. Not about you. God, everything I do, I want to make it about you. It's not about me. Because even when you're on vacation, if somebody need help, vacation over. Come on, we're going to help the ones that need help. God may send you somewhere, but it may not be about you. It'll be about him. Let's make it about his word. Let's make it about him and quit making it about us. We got to quit want to be seen and heard and being attached to. That's called rejection. When I learned what rejection was, when it pop up at me, I say, I see you in your head. I bind you in the name of Jesus. You don't belong here. I've been accepted in the beloved. Because let me tell you something. The deeper you get in this word, I'm going to say, people that preach, people that teach, people that you used to know, they don't know you no more. Because what you're teaching is different from what they're teaching. It ain't reflecting what they want it to reflect. So God don't let me make a connection. You know why God don't let me make a connection with too many people? Because when you connect with so many people, you miss his connection. Because you always tone into what they're saying and not what God said to you. So this is why people don't see me. This is why people don't invite me. Because people know when they do, I love you, and I love you enough to give you truth. Because anybody that go into somebody else's house to give a word, it's going to be the word that God wants for that house. So we need to get into this word so we can love one another the way God want us to love one another. Not just loving somebody just because to get what somebody got, but really loving them if they never give you anything. I have learned if nobody don't give me nothing, I'm not hurt. I just know where your heart was. See, God will show you people hearts. And you still love them. Because that's where they are, but they don't have to stay there. So when God took me back, y'all, I haven't even started on where God gave me. Because evidently, God wanted to talk about some things that's right in the midst of the house. So we have to understand, sometimes we want to go one way, and God said, no, I'm going to take you another way. Because, see, my dependency has to always be on him and not on myself. Y'all, when you come into alignment with this word, your family, your house will come into alignment with you. Your family, your house will come to you and say, what should I do about this? My big jolly green giant, bless his, bless his heart, he's grown. But when he have questions that he need to ask something, he said, Mama, what should I do about this? I said, well, let's see what God has to say about that. Mama, I think I want to go here. And do I said, well, that's what you want to do. I said, but we want to know what God's plan and what God's purpose is for you to do. And the phone to get right silent. Because he's listening. You know why he listened? Because everything God said, he opened my door and he said, that was God. He said, Mama, God done that. I said, oh, yes, he did. We're going to give him some praise. See, i be praising him before. i be praising him in between. And i be praising him afterwards. I don't wait for it to happen. I just lift my hands and say, God, I thank you for what you have planned for my children. I thank you for that plan. God, what you have planned for Miracle Temple, I thank you for that plan. God, I don't want to move outside of that plan because you got a plan. You got a purpose. And God, I want to live out that plan and purpose, not according to what I want to do to make me feel good. Because God, goodness is already in me. So help me to live according to what you want and not what I want it to be. And help me not to compare myself amongst no one else. Because it's not wise. God, let me carry out what you have placed in my hand. God, don't allow me to place anything in my hands that you didn't give me just to say I've been there. I've done that. God, I just want to do what you called me to do because it's all about your plan. We got people in the room right now trying to be like somebody that you're not. You got to be whom God has created you to be. Don't look at everybody else's lives and say, I can do that. That may not be in the plan that God has for you. So let me give you this verse. For today. Oh, y'all familiar with this? Isaiah 55. Look at your neighbor. Say, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Say, won't he do it? won't he do it? Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. Listen at what God is saying to Isaiah. And Isaiah could not have put this down if God hadn't spoken it. Isn't that something? So he had to be listening. The word of God says, I'm going to read it out the Amplified. Listen at this, y'all. Verse 10. For as the rain and snow come down from the heavens and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be. That goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect useless. But it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper in it. Prosper and it shall. Wait a minute. I please and purpose and it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. So God is saying today. We know how the rain and the snow come down right. We see rain. We see snow. God said I send it from heaven for a purpose. He said, for a purpose. What is the purpose? To water the earth. He said, why do I want the earth to be watered? So it will bring forth seed for the sower and bread for the eater. God said, see, I knew that you needed the rain and snow. Some of us say, no, no snow, no rain today. But God said, I have a purpose for the rain and for the snow. He said, that rain and snow come down from heaven. I'm sending it down. Man ain't sending it down. Man want to stop it. But first we need to say, God, they say rain. What you say? What you want to do? We need to speak forth what God is doing. So God sent it down for a purpose. So he said, I want you to grab hold to that. I had a purpose for the rain. I had a purpose for the snow. My purpose was for it to bring forth. Bring forth what I sent it to do. He said, it's not coming back until it do what I tell it to do. He said, so shall my word be. He said, stop right there. I said, okay. He said, first of all, who word is it? He says, my word. He said, when you get to know my word, you get got to get to, you have to get to know me. I'm the word. I'm the one that created everything. Get to know me. When you get to know me, you're going to know how I react. Mm. Isn't that good? God said, this is my word. He said, don't get it mixed up. He said, it's not man's word. Y'all, I'm delivering God's word. You don't supposed to see me. You're supposed to see what I'm delivering. It is his word. I'm just an instrument that's delivered. I'm a chosen instrument to God trusted me to stand here, to give you his word, to give you his word, to give you you not man's word, not my word. It is his word. So God had me to stop right there. He said, don't you forget it. He said, this is my word. This is not your word. He said, if it's my word, you don't have to try to make it work. Uh Uh-oh. Some of us who's teaching it, preaching it, we try to make it work by saying, ah, oh, ha, uh, ha, uh, and God, ha, uh, ha, uh, and he said, ha, uh, uh, and Mary, ha, uh, ha, uh, uh, can I get a witness on Mary, I had a little, ah, uh, uh, did you hear me now? I say, Mary, 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 did y'all hear Mary, uh, yeah, it was Mary, it was Mary, it was Mary, ha, uh, uh, uh. now y'all know before y'all been jumping up. Because that's what you're used to. Some of you used to the hacking. If you don't get no hacking, you don't think they're doing nothing. Some of them can hack now and do something. Now I'm telling you, that's God true. But you got to be in the spirit on the Lord's day to know. Because everything that hacking, God. So God said, we don't get it twisted. This is God's word. I'm just a vessel. That he used to bring the word to you from God. He says, so shall my word be. He says, so shall my word be. So God is saying, just like the rain and snow come down for a purpose. He said, when I send forth my word, it is not returning to me empty. It is not going to return to me without doing what y'all catch it, what I sent it to do. He said, because it's my word, I'm sending it forth. Whatever I sent my word in Miracle Temple to do, it's going to do it. Because I sent it forth. It's my word. That's why you listen. So you can hear his word. He said, it's going to accomplish. It's going to make happen what I want. to. I don't have to try to make this word do nothing. Because God said, whatever I send it forth to do, it's going to accomplish. It's going to make happen what I want to happen. It's going to succeed and what I send it to do. It's going to prosper. It's going to succeed, y'all. God said, my word ain't coming back to me void. That's why you need to hear. You need to hear what God is speaking. and need to come off the pages. It is written. But when you begin to hear that word and you begin to speak that word, God said, guess what? He said, I'm sending it and it's going to bring back results. It's going to make happen what I send it to do because it is my word. When we know about the word, y'all, we don't sit there and wait on nothing. We know it's already done. When we know about the word and we don't spoke the word, we're not going to sit up there and say, God, why? God, why this ain't happening? Come on, y'all. Let's pray a little bit more. He didn't hear us. This is his word. The Bible said, and this is the confidence that I have in Him, that whatsoever I ask Him, according to what? The Word of God, He hears me. And because I know that He hear me, the petition that I ask, I know I have it. Why? Because I have asked according to what? His word. God said, this is my word. And my word is not coming back void. It's going to accomplish. It's going to make happen what I have sent it to do. And it's going to be successful. It's going to succeed. So when we know these things, when we know, that's the thing. When you know, you're not worried no more. Because you already done sent the word. You sent the word that God told you to send. Now, you can't just go through here and say, wherever the Bible opened. I'm going to send the word because that might not be the word that God want to send for that situation. So we got to know what God is saying. That's why we got to be still to hear God. Y'all, there's so much going on around us. We have to take the time and say, God, you already know what's going on. God, what do you want me to speak over that situation? God, how? what do you want me to say? Because I know what I want to say. But I'm coming to you, God. I got to trust you with this. So God want us to depend on him and the word to know what to say. Y'all money can't buy you everything. Money will run out. You know, I'm I'm looking at going back over the news. Have y'all noticed in the beginning dealing with the helicopter crash? It was just out there, out there. Now it's dying off little by little, right? It was big news. It's going to pick back up when they have the funeral. But it was more than just him. It was other people. Those other people don't matter like he does. And his daughter does. Everybody matters. But they're looking at him because they're looking at him as an idol. They're idolizing that man. And they based everybody's lives on that man. On what he did. On what he said. And some of the stuff they posted that he said was crazy. But people still mourning. Some people mourning because they were already mourning before it happened. And it just added to that mourning. See, when you get to know him, you'll begin to tell people about him. More than you telling them about a person. Go with me to Isaiah 46. Let me tell you what the Lord was saying here. His people, they were following idols. They were carrying the idols on their shoulders. (laughs) Everywhere they were going, they had to carry that idol. They had to carry the idol made of gold. They made it real pretty. And every time they would go somewhere, they would carry that dumb idol and put it in front of them and talk to that dumb dumb idol and waiting on that dumb idol to speak. And God began to tell them, You rather carry a dumb idol instead of allowing me to carry you. Oh. God said, I know all about you. But you'd rather take a dumb idol and carry it with you everywhere you go. I'm going somewhere. We carry money everywhere we go. And we expect money to get us what we want. But sometimes money, I'm going to say all the time, can't heal you. Can't deliver you. Can't set you free. Even all the money you got can't pay off your debt right now. And we're carrying it. We're holding up. And money. Begin to speak as your God. More money. More money. Need more money. Need more money. Need more work. Need more money. Need more work. But God said, why don't you let me carry you? <laughs> he said, I'll carry you. I'll carry you. That's what he was telling them. And this is what God done. Because they did not want God's help. They wanted the help from these idols. How did they get mixed up with these idols? Because when they went into these lands, God told them, Do not be like these people in this land. Do not build altars. Do not have idols. He said, I want you to tear down everything that they built. Because I'm your God. I'm the God that you serve. The problem with the churches is, we're bringing too many idols to church. We're idolizing too many people. We're idolizing too many things. When we carry worry, it's idol. <laughs> when we don't let go of worry because we think that this is what we're supposed to do. Anything that we're holding on to and we don't let go of is our idols. what we think that can save us. He told him, let me carry you. God said, I knew all about you. I know what you need. But this is what God said. While they were in captivity, God was still loving on them. But he said, I'm going to send you somebody. Listen to what God said here in verse 10 and 11. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. God said, his counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure calling a ravenous bird from the east, that's Cyrus, the man that executed my counsel from a far country. So God is going to use a pagan king, y'all hear what I'm talking about, to decree and declare <laughs> what God want to be done. He said, listen at this, I have spoken it, I would also bring it to pass, I have purposed it, and I would also do it. God said, this is my plan. This is what I predestined. This is what I predetermined. This is what's going to happen. It's not going to change. He said, you're going to be in captivity. He said, but when those times of exile is about up, he said, I'm going to send a pagan king. And that pagan king is going to begin to decree and declare what I want. And then you coming out. God already gave it to him. Why am I saying this? Your life is already predetermined even before you got here. It was already planned. Before you even knew your mama, knew your daddy, God had already determined who you were going to live with. God already determined these things. So why aren't we calling on him more than we calling on things? Because we don't know him. When we get to know who he really is, we will trust him. We will stop and say, God, I'm not moving until you speak. God, I'm going to wait on you today. Because, God, I don't know what to do, and I don't know how to do it. Without you, I can do nothing. God want to be in our lives. God said, I'm tired of being tied up in a box. God said, let me out. Because the word is in us. The word is dwelling in us. But he want to be let out. How can he be let out through what's spoken? We got to speak those things that be not as though they were. When you see somebody that's doing something wrong, whether they're on drugs, whether they're prostituting, you speak opposite to what they're doing. Oh, no, that's not the way God intended for them to be. God has a plan and he has a purpose for them. And the plan that he has for them is for them to live and not die and to declare the works of the Lord. God, I thank you, God, that you got before them blessings and curses. You got before them life and death. I speak blessings and I speak life upon them right now in the name of Jesus. And where the enemy is holding them, I snatch him out of his hands right now in the name of Jesus. You got to begin to speak not according to what you see in the natural, but you speak in spiritual food over their lives, no matter what they say to you or how they treat you. You're speaking according to the word of God. And the more you speak this word, the more you speak life. And I can give you, tell you this, the more you speak the word, the more the enemy turn up the heat. That's when you knowing the word is working so God said let my word work in you the way it need to work in you so it can come through you and do what I have sent it to do God want his word to be sent but the only way it can be sent is for you to spend time with the word God has given me this exercise today and I want to do this y'all see a table that's set right and it reminds me of a table being set in the presence of of our enemies right but this table that's set up here today this is what god is going to do i am just going to be obedient to the word of god and what i'm going to do today i need some volunteers four just come up four volunteers just come up and sit at the table Okay, could I have a mic? Now, the Bible says, man shall not live by, but by every word. When we sit down at a table, we're ready to eat. And in the kingdom of God, you can eat as much as you can stand. And it won't be gluttony. Because you're getting full of him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I didn't know where nobody was going to sit. Mm-hmm. But Kathy, I want you to read what your word is saying. This is what she's eating today.
2: Amen. Matthew 19, 26. But, but Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Did that speak Amen. to you, Kathy? Yes. How did it speak? Yes. I, it, it's spoken to my spirit because of some things that I believe believing God for and I, as a matter of fact I've been quoting this scripture here a lot you know speaking it into the atmosphere
0: okay. decreeing and
2: declaring it oh next. she's getting in the
0: right spot isn't she who want to do theirs next hallelujah psalm one hundred
3: seven twenty. He sent His Word and healed you and delivered delivered you from your destructions. Glory.
0: What is God saying to you, Jennifer?
3: I know just on this week, um, like you said, the what's been running rampant, and it tried to come on me, but God, I just kept clearing. No, no sickness or disease shall come nigh my dwelling. And, and um, I had some fever, but that was it. It was gone, and it didn't take hold. And she's
4: sitting in the right spot. Wait on the Lord and be of a good courage and shall he strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say on the Lord in Psalms 27, 14.
0: How's that helping you Carl?
4: It's helping me, you know what I'm saying. I mean, hey, this is this, this is a right now word for me because God said he wants me to be patiently and wait on him and wait for him you know and to tell me to move and when I mean to lead me and God may direct me to move. Amen.
0: He's in the right spot. Go ahead, Mr. Roy.
4: Psalms one forty seven and three and from the Amplified Bible. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds curing their pains and their sorrows. Glory, hallelujah. For truly, here in the last two weeks, I've been going through some things with my body. And it's been to the position where I had to go to the doctor because things are happening that have me now in a, let's say, a binding moment where I can't do the things that I used to do. So therefore, I said, I need help. But I know which, from which help my help comes from. I said, yes, I'm going to this doctor because uh, I was dizzy in my head and I was having x-rays done. They thought maybe I had a stroke. But truly I know that in this time and in this season, it's going to be progression. Because now that I know where my strength is coming from, Amen. it's only a season. And God is the reason that we go forth through our pain and afflictions. Yea, the way in the valley, we shall reach up high.
0: Amen. 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 Now we're going to top it off with this. Jennifer, you start off reading this. Here you go. Call
2: to the Her. Kathy. Mister Roy. Glory. <laughs> Numbers twenty-three.
3: 19, Um, God is not man that he should lie or son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it? Woo, hallelujah. All right, next.
4: Numbers 23 and 19, God is not man that he shall lie. Or a son of man that he shall change his mind. Have he said it and will he not do it? Or have he spoken it and will he not fulfill it?
2: Amen. Numbers 23, 19. God is not man that he should lie. Or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he, excuse me, has he said and not will he, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken it? And will he not fulfill it? Amen.
4: And I have the same scripture also. Numbers 23 and 19. Let us know that this day, when God's word was spoken, it was established, was then, is now, and will be.
0: Amen. Now, y'all got food on your plate. And that food, It lasts forever. It's everlasting. So every time that you need to take some for your medicine, you just take it every day and say, God, this is just reminding me of what you have already done. Not going to do, but what you have already done. See, if we eat from this every day, there'll be nothing missing. Yeah. nothing yeah. broken yeah, y'all we will have some shalom in our house oh, yeah. If, but guess what they had to do first what y'all do first
4: no no joke no joke mm-hmm.
0: no joke mm-hmm. when are we going to take the time to sit before him and let everything else wait mm-hmm. when are we going to take the time and say God I'm listening. What you want to say? Because you know what I notice? When our job changes on us, we're there no matter how they change. Even if we got to get up early, we get up early for that job. Why can't we get up early for God? Why do we prolong our sleep when we can get up and say, God? If it ain't number five minutes before I go to work, I'm going to get up five minutes ahead of time just to sit here for five minutes just to say, God, here I am. Even if you don't say nothing, I'm here. Speak, Lord. I'm here. I'm making you first place in my life. See, if your job tell you you got to be there 10 minutes early, how many is there? How many? How many? But if God say, I want to talk to you for 10 minutes. Well, God, can I just lay here?
4: (laughs) I hear you, God.
0: We need to take more time out for God than we take out for man. And the more time you take for God, the more you begin to see things the way you need to see it. We need to shut everything else off. Y'all, I'm telling you, hear this. God is telling you, shut everything else off. I want to talk to you. It's things coming upon the land that man cannot control that's already here. Your money cannot bring you out of it. Man cannot give you an answer. They're going to try to give you an answer, but they're not. It's going to be division. It's going to be a side of Egypt. It's going to be a side of Goshen. And if you over there in Goshen, you're not going to be harmed. Everything in your house is going to be protected. But if you refuse to do what God says, you choose in death. It's time now. God's been saying it and saying it and saying it. And people are refusing, refusing, rejecting God and going to everything else and spending just a little bit of time with him. It is 24 hours in a day. And within that time, we could crucify this flesh enough to say, God, I'm going to sit here. How many of us lay in the bed and flip the channels to try to find something worth watching? How many Amen. after a day of work, click up, click up, click up. But how many of us go through the word and say, speak, Lord. I know there's something you want me to read, something you want to say. I'm going to sit here and flip, but I got to stop somewhere. I got to hear from you. So the time I'm spending flipping through these channels, I want to be before you. Sometimes we spend two, three hours laying there flipping. Then can't even get up early for God. I'm not condemning nobody in this place. I'm just telling you truth. I've been there, done, done that. Wanting the answers from God and got the remote. Well, Lord, maybe you'll say something through somebody up here today. Because I ain't earned nothing. Can't find nothing Christian up here. Instead of just saying, wait a minute, I got the Bible. The Holy Spirit, speak through me, speak for me. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You're trying to find somebody to hear then when they get up there talking about death, I don't want to hear you today. I ain't looking for death. I'm looking for life. And now you're scared, right? It's time to take time out for this word. Sit before him, get to know him, be still and know that he is God. Amen. Amen. Thank y'all so much. Yeah. And Sister Loretta, here I have something for you today. Come up here. Just a reminder.
3: Isaiah 4611. I have spoken it.
2: Over and over again. I have spoken it.
3: And I will also bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I have purposed it. I will also do it. Thank you, Holy Father. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. God Almighty. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus
0: Christ. Thank you so much. Thank you, Holy Father. Thank you for your word. Y'all, this is his word. Thank you, Lord. It's nothing but word.
3: Thank you so much,
0: Father. It's his promises. And he reminds us. And guess how we get reminded? Through the Holy Spirit. That's why you have to be in the word. So when things come up, guess what? What you planted is going to come up and out of you. And you're going to be able to speak it according to. The word of God. <laughs> and I want to say this. I got these left on the table. And I'm just going to leave them here. Whoever need them, it is yours for the taking. Because God already knows what you need. Amen. It's some good food, y'all. It's some good food. God, food is not to be rejected. It's yours. It's yours. Hallelujah. Everybody just waiting. <laughs> By faith, I can tell you what it was. Isaiah 55, 11. Isaiah 55, 11. Hallelujah. It's just a reminder of what God has already done and what he said. I pray that what you have heard today, that you don't just let it lie dormant, but you allow it to come alive in you by getting into the word of God. Julia, just stand right there in the middle, baby.